0: Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business.
1: Today, we're speaking with Inbal Baum, the founder
0: of the most inspiring pandemic pivot, Delicious Experiences. In this episode, Inbal tells us about how she got the idea for her online marketplace that brings together world-renowned chefs and mixologists with people craving travel and experiences. We hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us
1: a review wherever you listen to us on iTunes or Spotify. We'd love to hear
0: from you. Hi, Embal, How are you? Fantastic. Great to be here with you. Thank you so much. And where are you calling in from today for our listeners?
2: So I happen to be... uh of washington dc right now i typically live in israel but uh we left israel went through another lockdown so we said we're gonna go to where my parents are and help with our have help with our two young kids
0: ah yeah how old are your kids
2: they're four and two, mm. and they feel, it feels like there's 50 of them. Yeah, I, like two. <laughs>
0: I hear you.
1: Wow, so um, so were you um, born in the U.S. and have, like, Israeli family? Like, can you tell us about your life story and, and how you kind of yeah. ended up to tell where you us are now?
2: everything. <laughs> please Every Every so day. i was born in <laughs> so uh yeah i exactly right i have israeli parents i grew up in the us however my parents came here before i was born mm-hmm. and i grew up very connected to israel because when you have israeli family and you go visit israel all you do is eat and i was like this place is the best israel yeah. to me,
0: so amazing food <laughs> yeah. too
2: amazing food have you guys been
1: no but i just love like israeli like middle eastern kind of cooking yeah. and oh it's just so yeah. good
2: so good so good um and so good for now but anyway so mm. so yeah so i always wanted to to, to be in israel but I grew up here. I went to university here. I traveled the world for a while. I actually lived in Sydney, Australia for a little while. Oh, hey, all the best ones I, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I came back to the U.S. I um, I went to law school in the U.S., finished my law school, and kind of just was on this path of like doing, I guess, what I was supposed to do. I mean, I had my rebellious moments. I had my Moments of searching, but in in a way, I was like, okay, this is my path. I'm going to university. I'm going to college. I'm going to law school. I'm finishing. I'm paying my bills, my loans. I'm I'm kind of going on this path, and then at some point, it was just too much. I was working crazy New York lawyer hours. Mm. I was dating in New York, which is not fun. <laughs> not fun, not fun. I don't think anyone could, could agree. I think I, everyone could agree with that. And, <laughs> and I, I just said, I need, I need to go. So I, I ended up going to become a yoga instructor. It was like the other type A side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear you yeah. being a lawyer <laughs> yeah. and uh,
0: you're like, and I've I, perfected I, the law. Now I'm going to perfect a bunch of very difficult postures.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to set every, I'm going to be so, Zen to the extreme. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Like if I'm upset really, about anything.
2: Really zen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh,
0: God. Okay. Keep going. I'll handle it. I understand exactly. you so well. Can I just say that already? <laughs> okay. Keep going. I love
2: it. I love it. <laughs> Tell us more. Um, yeah. So I, then I kind of went through this soul search because I was in my Zen phase and I, I decided that it was time to go to Israel and and I think the timing for Israel was good. It was a really good economic period in Israel. The political strength was a little bit less when I moved there. And, and it was great. And, and I moved there after like years and years of wanting to go. And I got there and I was like, uh, now what? Yeah. And, and I just remember those days. And, you know, I'm kind of like sometimes envious of that feeling of like, in, in some ways of like, okay, I don't have anything that I have to do today like I can actually just choose my own adventure. Like I can actually just choose what's next. And so I really I really took that like very deeply and I and I just went through like a few jobs and and I was like if I don't love it if I'm not happy I'm just going to I'm just going to get out. Like I don't have to be in any any one place or one job. So I got really lucky um about 11 10 years ago, uh, a friend was visiting me from the United States who was visiting in Israel and we did what I would call today a food tour so what does that mean I was like okay I want to take you to this incredible spice shop and I want to take you to this guy who makes the best hummus in the world and I want to mm. take you here and here and here. And he looked at me and he was like in Baal, people would pay you for this and I was like yes like I pay people when I travel mm. for like these local food experiences and Israel just didn't have that yet so that's how my uh, business that I've been running for about ten years started. Wow! Called Delicious Israel. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, a, a very poignant moment. I mean, I, I have to say, I've been, you know, I've been thinking about so much, so many of these things, and it just kind of ticked all the boxes. It was like, I love talking about food. I love being around food. I love talking about Israeli food. I love hosting. I love mm. being around people, and so it was like, yes, this fits. And and I think a really big. Uh-huh reason that those first few years like I call them my passion years the mm-hmm. passion project it wasn't a business for me I was making money but it yeah. was I it was like that thing that people say like when you love what, what you love, do people. yeah yeah oh, yeah like, so, so good <laughs> yeah but it's so yeah. true <laughs> it's it was so true it really yeah. is so true. and and I think a really big difference that made me love it so much is that when I was a lawyer. I always felt, I think one of the kind of emotional aspects of it, and maybe as a woman, you feel this more, I don't know, maybe I'm generalizing, but I do think we internalize these things more, is I never felt like I was winning or that the people that I was working for were winning or mm. that what I was doing was like, like, and I was actually, I started out doing a really interesting law practice that was around Holocaust um, art reparations Wow. And, like, helping families get their uh, artworks back from, like, when the Nazis stole them. Oh, my gosh. Uh, during the Holocaust. So, yeah, so it was a very, and my family's Holocaust survivors, so it was a very impactful wow field. But, um, yeah, but but at the end of the day, I was, like, a junior attorney, and you don't necessarily do the things that you want to be doing when you're a junior attorney in a, mm-hmm. in right. a big firm. And, and I just lo- I just looked around, and I was like, is anybody here really like winning like is this really what Mm -hmm. like I want to be doing is it so 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 what really affected me when I when I kind of started this new life and this new job and this new career and this new business is that I I all of a sudden realized that like everybody was winning like I did I was like I loved what I was doing I Mm -hmm. loved showing people around I loved getting to introduce them to these vendors. And I loved bringing the business to these small businesses. And I loved that these guests would have a good experience. And then the guests, you know, I, I always think about these guests who are like me who work really hard. Like they work really hard all year and they spend their money in order to have these really great memories. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like I, like they're winning because they're having these like incredible Memorable moments with these vendors and with the food and with their families or whoever they're traveling with. So they're winning the vendors are winning I'm winning, um, you know it was just this like great, like, like I felt like really this great synergy. around all of my choices
1: yeah that is such a key thing with business Is like not thinking of it in a way of like how can I make the most money from this person how can I get the biggest deal how can I get something that makes me come out on top actually the best business deals and situations and customers like relationships happen when everyone feels like they've they've got something amazing out of it and there's no like there's no winner or loser it's just you're all coming together and, and making something amazing that's awesome
2: Completely, completely. And I think that, I think you feel it, right? Like Mm -hmm. it feels different. It feels different when you, when like, even when I'm, let's say I'm something super simple, I'm ordering something and, you know, someone brings it and that's their job that they're doing and it goes smoothly and everything, like everything goes smoothly. You just feel that much more than those moments of stress when something either goes wrong or because things go wrong right like Mm -hmm. that happens but when when you're in a good place with it then you feel um I don't know you feel this kind of synchronicity around all of the choices like okay something happened but I can handle it I'll deal with it yeah and it feels much more authentic I don't know again kind of a cliche word but but for me it really did it felt like this really really like I found my home, I found my place, I found my job. I found it was like this great, great, great uh, feeling, and and from there I built. So what happened was it was like I called you know I called it my passion project. It was mm-hmm. like I just was doing what I love. It was probably about three four years of this of just me loving like getting out there. Also the weather in Israel was great. I'm outside yeah. all the time. It wasn't like my office job. And then I got a uh request like that somebody wanted a tour on the same day at the same time as I was already booked um and I then there was like no way for me to move it and I was like oh I guess I can find someone else to (laughs) yeah you know share their love and then from there it was like I had a group of 50 people and I needed two different people and so slowly slowly like that passion project became a business and as of March we were delicious Israel was about 23 people wow and having tours and cooking workshops and everything around food in, in israel um multiple times a day and huge groups and small groups and all kinds um and so it, it really shifted and really became like a it became a proper business <laughs> and uh and then march hit And then COVID hit. Yeah. Well,
0: you know what? It's not going to last forever. (laughs) It's not going to last forever. (laughs) So wait, so
1: so then delicious experiences, which we're about to ask you a lot about. Was that a
2: COVID baby?
1: Yeah. No way.
2: Exactly. Oh. So it was 100% a pandemic uh, pivot.
0: And tell us about it.
1: Pandemic pivot sounds no. so much better than COVID, baby. Oh, I love <laughs> pandemic pivot.
0: We were recording we were recording a, a podcast earlier and I was like, Well, I had a breakdown in at the end of 2016 and we were interviewing a therapist and she's like, It's a breakthrough, honey. <laughs> I was
1: like, yeah. Oh
0: okay. Yes it is. <laughs> so pivot. this was your yeah. business breakthrough. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. So tell us how yeah. that happens. So obviously in March I guess like what borders were shutting lockdown was happening yeah. there was no tours what was your first reaction and how did you come to find the perfect pandemic pivot of delicious experiences yes
2: Ooh, um depression you know mm. I really like there was a few weeks where actually okay wait go uh, <laughs> first was optimism first was optimism it was like a real loss cycle first yeah. was like first was like or denial I guess I don't know what Mm -hmm. you want to call it it was a lost cycle but it was really like I I I didn't think I was like oh it'll be a few weeks months we'll be fine yeah it was it was it was pretty I was pretty confident and then early end of March early April I was like oh no 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 this is no good and then I and then I and then the emails started flowing in uh, cancellations 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 and there were weeks weeks where i was just returning money oh and, my gosh and like we said earlier it's nice when you can do a job that you don't you're not necessarily doing it for the money but when you see all that money just going away and all of the jobs that i had provided for my uh team going away and all of their excitement and all of the vendors who were like weren't going to get to do what they love to to see these people i just saw i just saw all of this just falling crashing and um and it was rough it was really rough and I was we were at home my husband and I were at home with our two kids and and that sucked (laughs) yeah we we were um it was rough but uh and I and I didn't and it was like a month and a half where I just like nothing creative came to me it was just going through the motions trying to make it through the end of the day with the kids Mm -hmm. trying to you know like get to the days so I can send all those all that money back and and and, and then and then something shifted and I, I'm an extrovert by nature so mm-hmm. I just realized that I had to start talking to people and um and I did and I just started talking to clients and friends and friends of clients and clients of friends <laughs> anyone I could anyone who would talk to me. And um and there was one night I remember my my husband was showering the kids and I was kind of just lying down in bed taking a like a two-minute micro vacation. And <laughs> I love that. I, <laughs> I need a micro vacation. <laughs> Sometimes we just go to the garage. You have the like, best oh, terms of any guest so far. I've got to say that.
0: You're the best at inventing new terms. We need a female founders network dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Like an urban dictionary, but just for women who are like going through shit.
2: <laughs> I think everyone can relate to having a micro vacation on the duvet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, it's so glorious. You feel like oh, the world could just go. You know. So yeah. So we um, we I was just having this this moment and and it came to me. Delicious experiences came to me, and it came to me as a, a lot of the conversations I was having was with people in the food industry or people who like clients who travel for food and all of a sudden it hit me I was like the world is not over Mm -hmm, we have all been watching Instagram live or whatever for the past month because everybody's bored and at home and trying to figure out what to do with themselves and cooking and and stuck at home and the world is not over and everybody can keep on doing what they're doing we just may have to do it differently so then it, and again, it was like this kind of all like thirty second moment where it just like flooded in this like creative. And like I, I always remember reading um,, uh, who was it? Great writer speaker who talks about writing and how like the the sh- the wind just comes in with the thoughts. And that like mm. doesn't normally happen to me, but it happened. And yeah, and it just came in and and I realized um that we could just do this all online. And not only do I, can we do this for Israeli, yeah, like talking about Israeli food or chefs or, or the Israeli side of things, but anybody could do this anywhere. So, so that's kind of how delicious experiences the idea came about. And I think it was this idea that like we, I kind of think about it like this. There were, there were basically three streams. There's like three, like everybody was streaming, like everybody was online. Mm-hmm. And there was the first level, which was like the Netflix and show, like the just like, T- tune out watching tv like watching instagram live like mm-hmm. just watching things and then there was this like next phase this kind of like second level which was a lot of like education people were like i'm gonna learn a new language i'm gonna use this chance to you know become the yeah. best baker ever and like and like watching a lot of really really great like educational material mm-hmm. and like doing things but it wasn't live doing things it was like i'm gonna like master class kind of things which, yeah. which are amazing but they're not like interactive. And they're not so good. So, yeah, exactly. And they're not tailored and they're not like they're not experiences. They're just doing the thing, which, mm-hmm. again, there's totally it's like a whole nother space and it's great. It's just not what I was excited about personally. But then I got excited about this third level that wasn't really being hit, which was life goes on and let's just do it in this new way. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where, where our focus was when we first started and um, all these chefs and, and people that I've been speaking to, I just kind of came back to them and I was like, listen, do you want to, do you want to teach? Like, do you want to keep like sharing your love for fill in the blank? Like, do you want to do this with us? And except for one person who had like their own reasons why they couldn't like totally separate reasons, every single person was like, yeah, like, people that i definitely didn't expect to to join in were like this is the this is a great idea like i ha- like this is great now since then this, this is um i guess mid april since then we have seen just how every industry has taken to this right like this mm. is like we got haircutter you can do haircuts online now you can do every kind of when you can like do, you can like go you have to have someone there but you can like go on a site and have someone basically like teach you how to give a haircut Cut your own hair yeah, yeah in like in like real yeah like
1: (laughs) so can you just so just explain for everyone exactly what happens when you come on delicious experiences yeah why why would i come and and what would i learn what would i what would i get from from the
0: service
2: Okay, great. I haven't actually mentioned what delicious experience is. It? So, okay, I'll <laughs> it's all right. I guess I'll share that. We go rogue so, here. So- it's fine. <laughs> you guys all have to guess for the next 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about or just sign on. Our mind could go in um, so many
0: directions with that name, to be honest. It, it, it could be yeah. so many and things.
2: You know, it didn't start off that name. We had a bunch of different names. We we actually had a different name that we started off with, and then we realized that what we were going for was definitely more exclusive and high end and fun. Like it was like we wanted fun and we wanted elegance. Mm-hmm. So delicious experiences kind of just hit that, and it was on brand for us with our with our company with delicious with our delicious group and everything we built. So delicious experiences, what is it? <laughs> so delicious experiences is um, a marketplace. Where food enthusiasts, like hopefully all of us, mm-hmm. can go on and find any culinary experience to do private, live, and of course virtual, under the culinary sun. So what does that mean? If you want a whiskey tasting with a with a whiskey expert, if you want a, a cooking class. Now, these aren't just any experts, though. We have gathered... Incredible talent, James Beard Award winners, Michelin star restaurant owners, um, New York Times uh, best selling cookbook authors, yeah. you name it, just huge names, personalities, incredible talent who will teach you one on one or perhaps with your friends. Um, you can have a few different screens, etc., cetera, uh, from your home to their home. God, so I love this. Do if you want to do a mixology class with your, um, not with your American family or with, you know, friends yeah. back home or there's a bachelorette party you're missing or um, or anything, anything, anything. And what we have found is people love to give these as gifts yeah. because I think, I think what we've found is that this year people don't want more stuff. Like, Mm. we're all stuck at home a lot. Like, we don't need more things. We want experience. Like, what we're all missing is, like, fun and experiences. Mm. So um, we found people, like, already buying Christmas gifts for for their friends and family, like, this early. Because they're like, oh, my God, I found the perfect gift. I Uh, love this. How good. And and, And they get to do it together.
1: Yeah, so like, that was my reaction when I win, saw this. Uh, this this, um, this is the kind of thing you give to the, the people who have everything. Like yeah, it's the things yeah. like, like well, my partner's dad like has yeah. everything and he's like such a gentleman and, and loves high-end things and therefore always like, what do we get him for Christmas and birthdays? Because mm-hmm. everything that he likes is so, so expensive. <laughs> but this is the kind <laughs> yeah. of thing that is still like, there's like so many different prices. There's, you've got celebrity chefs on there. You've got chefs from like amazing restaurants restaurants and, and wine connoisseurs it just feels like there's something for everyone um, and it's the perfect oh, no. gift that you wouldn't always necessarily buy yourself even though you totally could
0: yeah I felt two things oh, so, so first of mm-hmm. all like to give you praise how freaking incredible Mm. it's with me this reminds me a little bit more of like it reminds me of a curated version of the airbnb experiences Mm and food like you've gone and pre-selected rather than anybody being able to sign up which has its benefits and advantages but you've gone and and qualified these people so you know when you come to the site it's going to have a certain level um, of expertise to it, mm-hmm. right? So that's brilliant. Um, and then the second thing that I'll say is as someone with family in the States, um, you know, it's really hard on their mental health to be locked in so long and then let out, but it's not actually safe to be out and, you know, all that stuff through COVID. So, like, what a beautiful idea, <laughs> mm. you know, just let it, like, a gift idea. Because experiences, like, you know, connecting with other humans, learning something new, does so much for your mental health.
2: It's nice um, so day. thank you. I love, so first of all, it was like, you're just marketing for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's what I do.
2: You're <laughs> you very good at it. I very much appreciate it. Um, and it, and it really, um, it sounds like you really like got it also. I mean, it really, I'm, I'm glad it kind of comes through. Um, because well first of all like it totally is the gift to give to somebody like insider access like what what else does someone like that want right like Mm -hmm. they can they can go to the best restaurants they can get the best reservations they can do these things but like to have that person connect with you and yes as to 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 what you were saying it's human right it's like and and it's human in the sense that it's a you were talking before about making mistakes like great like Screw up those like hamburger buns, like they don't rise, they didn't Uh come out well, like something went bad. Like that's fine, that's funny. Like it doesn't have to be like, oh my god, this wasn't perfect. It's like you you don't and I guess that's really important in what we're doing. It's not about a cooking class. Mm. This isn't like you're going and signing up for this like class and you come out like a master baker. No, like you can, you can take it super seriously and you can come out with amazing skills. But it's much more about the experience. Yeah. And also the uniqueness of it, because who would have done this eight months ago? Yeah. Like who would have Yeah. That would have been a harder sell for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. Like it was happening a little bit. There were definitely things like this happening. But but like who would have like done a whiskey tasting with your family across the world with an expert who's located in Singapore? With, with you know it's like it just it's yeah. like wasn't wasn't on our radar so there's I mean this very...
0: ask me again but substitute whiskey for scotch
2: <laughs> there you go there you go uh-huh. well exactly our whiskey I mean that's what's cool so our whiskey classes are um or our all of our classes are are basically customizable so if you're so a good and then, then she does scotch beautiful I'm saying she because I have in mind this person in in Singapore um who is a scotch expert she actually is a certified
0: Gotcha. Is that a idea. job? <laughs> Could I get that yes.
2: job? <laughs> like, That'd be a idea. You would have to work hard like <laughs> Simone Dyson. <but> yeah. uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so Imbal, I've got some yeah. questions about the business side of things and how you, you yes. had this idea. It's brilliant. And how you brought it to life. So first yes. of all, like anyone listening who's got a marketplace or is thinking about starting a marketplace, there's a real chicken or egg scenario with this because you need the to have the suppliers on there, but you also need to have the customers. And it's like, which one do you have first? Um, which did you get first? Was it the chefs? Was it your audience? Like, I guess you had the advantage of having Delicious Israel, so you already had probably an email base. But can you tell us a bit how you balance the challenge of um, the marketplace conundrum?
2: (laughs) Yeah, um, so we're still learning. um, Mm -hmm. And we're still, but, but we had an interesting start because most marketplaces have a challenge on the supply side. Because if they are starting it, and there is demand, like, like, it's like those that talk about how um, there's no business without a customer, right? Like, until you have a customer, it's not a business. Mm-hmm. And, and for us, like you said, Delicious Israel allowed me to bring in customers, um, initially, quite um, easily. And And some of these were just like brand, like loyal brand fans. So they were like, so I remember this guy book, and he did it with like one of our providers in the U.S. And wow. he, and this guy was like not Jewish, not Israeli. Had like the provider had like nothing to do with Israel. Like maybe had been to Israel, I'm not even sure. And and the. Person who booked thought he was getting this like Israeli chef. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this person in Israel. Like, like it, I, I don't know. It was pretty clear that it wasn't the case, but he just was like, oh, it's delicious Israel, like I'll sign up. Like sounds yeah. good. <laughs> so um so yeah, so we had we had uh, uh some some great uptake from the beginning, but actually what happened was um the interesting secondary part of the business which is now our primary business Mm -hmm. and that is the the enterprise the corporate side of things cool because we really like that win-win-win situation to me that I love and I describe happens when just like you guys were saying that you get this you know you 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 found the perfect gift or you have this really human experience with someone who's in their home and like can't you know wants to have a great experience and can't go anywhere or or whatever like even this interesting case kind of example is like allergies like there's a lot of people with really severe allergies that don't mm-hmm. go to great restaurants and they can now have these really cool experiences in their homes that are totally allergy safe and the menus are totally fit for them and they don't have to worry and they still get this really high-end experience with this great chef or baker or whatever it is so there's a lot of like really beautiful win-win-wins in the marketplace situation Mm. that we're still trying to push forward but what happened was one of those delicious Israel loyal uh fans um emailed me and was like oh my god I had the best time in Israel I loved it I work for a company and this is exactly what we need for my team can can you can we do this as a team And I was like, of course we can. Like, this is exactly who we want to do it for because we understand that you guys, that your team is all over the place. You haven't seen each other for a while and you need something fun to do. So that was probably back in, I don't remember if it was like August, I think. This is like Um, Inception.
1: It's like a pivot within a pivot. Say so you, <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps
2: spiraling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into so, itself until it explodes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's so cool. So then you, so that was the first kind of corporate connection that you set up. Then
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And since then, that has been a much, much, much bigger part of our business than the market, the marketplace. Um, the marketplace. We haven't done a huge amount of. Oh, you know what I haven't mentioned? This whole business is I've been doing with my husband. I feel like that's an interesting, <laughs> that's oh, yeah. an interesting point. Um, how has have you found working together? Yeah, so it's been great. Um, but we both are like doing. So my my husband is a tech entrepreneur. Nice. And his company, unrelated to COVID, closed back in February. Huh. So he was a. I mean, he's doing consulting, but he was kind of free to help me with this. And so we went in it together and he did the tech side and I did the people side. Like those were kind of the, those are, those are our things, those are our places. And so then this corporate, corporate situation really um, has enveloped us into this place where we are doing things that we are not qualified <laughs> to <laughs> meaning Uh, like he's very creative and graphic oriented. And all of a sudden I'm like doing graphics for a gift card or whatever it is, like doing things that I should like, nobody should ever let me do graphics.
1: (laughs) You got to (laughs) hustle.
2: Yeah, Totally. Totally. So, so yeah, so the corporate, the corporate um, side of things has really been amazing because we have seen just how many companies, I mean, there are so, I mean, companies at least in Europe and, and in the United States or North America, are not going back until Mm. March, July, maybe never. We've heard a lot of big corporations who are saying that working from an office will be an option. How do you see this kind of growing
1: out in the future then? So you mentioned obviously like, yeah, companies aren't going back for like at least maybe even even another year. What happens then? Do you think that this trend will continue? Do you see Delicious Experiences pivoting again and, and bringing them into the office again or do you see this kind of growing more as a kind of virtual and online world
2: It's a really interesting question and I really envy companies that can look 5 years and 10 years ahead and plan I mm-hmm. <laughs> really would love to be able to plan but we just can't plan we're, what we're trying to do rather than plan is innovate mm-hmm. and we're trying to think ahead of this curve not just in terms of physical or not physical but in terms of how can we keep things exciting for people? Because, in, I mean, to be honest, yes, companies will go back to the office, but um, but the world has changed yeah. and the access to this virtual, these virtual concepts are not going away. And a big problem that we've also helped companies solve is not just um, that people not in offices, but people who work remotely anyway. So we have companies that are doing, actually, one of my favorites was this company that, booked a mixology class for their teams who were in Bangkok, London, New York, and California. So you can imagine the time range that they're doing this mixology oh my class. Gosh. And and we a- we asked, we were like, well, you know, what time do you want it? And, and he said, well, the guys in New York will be doing it for, or in California will be doing it for breakfast. And I was like, are you like, okay, we can do like cold brew cocktail, like cold brew, like non-alcoholic cocktails or something that they could and he was like no 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 like if the boss tells them to do it they'll do it <laughs> they'll do it so um so I love that so yes I mean we're, we're solving problems for these nas- you know international teams that are remote by nature yeah so that's not going anywhere either right so even if people are back in office their teams are still distant and now there are so many new innovations around how to do fun things with your teams and yeah. bring the teams together in this kind of different way, holiday parties, things like that, that they wouldn't have necessarily done before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so many places are considering never having an office again, so it could definitely like, yeah. be like this for the future.
2: Yeah, exactly. What's
1: your advice to listeners who are thinking of starting a marketplace business?
2: I, I had actually recently spoke uh, spoken. A, there was a, a female entrepreneur who reached out on a Facebook group and said she's thinking about starting it. And does anyone have any thoughts? And and I guess my um, my advice is think about what the business really is, mm. and if you really ne- need that marketplace versus a service orientation. Okay. Because I, I do see the value in the marketplace because because all of the the questions about marketplace are just totally legitimate i mean how to bring in people a lot of people told us in the beginning oh you need to get VC money you need to Mm. you need to really scale up and and it's true and we we see that we're we're not going to do it because that's not the business we want to run but we see that that's true the money that you have to put in to build a marketplace is a lot mm-hmm. you need to invest a lot and to really 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 grow it yeah but can you start out with a service that is a two-sided service that feels like a marketplace absolutely mm-hmm. so i think in a way that's kind of where we all though it is a marketplace we're still a curated marketplace yeah um like you said about being kind of the um curated airbnb experiences that's you know we are specializing in great experiences by and and by the way we train all of our got our hosts we go through a process with them to make sure because some of these chefs are fantastic chefs but have no idea how to do this mm-hmm. they have no idea how to teach for first of all teaching is one thing but then teaching on a camera yeah is, you know where do you put the lighting where do you put the sound and having the
1: quality um, setup so that it feels like a premium experience and it's not just like you know like dodgy camera shady lighting quality yeah yeah definitely
2: absolutely yeah absolutely and and just having a good sound where you can actually you know hear each other so and and um and the experience itself so we we've learned I mean that's what we've specialized in for 10 years is um we've kind of understood the formula of the structure of a good experience Mm -hmm. meaning people want to hear about you people want to talk about themselves people want to do some kind of icebreaker nice things that will really enhance the experiences beyond hey i'm in ball let's start cooking yeah yeah like that's not an experience that's a class yeah so um so we've we've gone through so so um you know so so part of the our marketplace theory is like is still curating it and still we're still vetting the the professionals and um, we're not, we haven't opened it up to the world Mm -hmm. Um, where we have opened it up is the, um, the provider can choose their pricing. They can choose their timing. And, and so that's been interesting as well um, because we're seeing that you know and, and again I, I would say to anyone who's thinking about a marketplace think about what kind of you know think think about whether you can offer it as a service mm-hmm. before you offer it as a before you build it as a marketplace because it's also expensive it's expensive to build a marketplace yeah i mean i mentioned that earlier in terms of investment that's to grow it but yeah even just building it on a basic level takes some some investments into the the tech
1: yeah definitely well, thank you so much. It's been absolutely amazing to speak to you and find out about delicious experiences and how you've grown it. And we're just really in awe of what you've done. It's
0: I'm literally browsing experiences
2: <laughs> right now.
0: It's so cool. Which one
2: Which one? Which one are you going to do?
0: You know, I was taking cooking classes for a while. Like I learned how to make my own pad thai and everything. Nice. So the cooking classes actually really like appeal to me because I haven't done one in a very long time and I love the idea of taking a, a real live cooking class from your home like how good is that mm-hmm.
1: yeah I I think I'd want to do either instantly Israeli or or rise and shine the perfect weekend brunch
0: okay can we say the website one more time for people and the instagram handle and all that jazz for people who want to go immediately book these things
2: yeah how do they find you for sure so it's delicious com. that's where you can find us um we do have a corporate link there for anybody whose companies or works in companies that may be interested in doing this or runs companies that would be wanting to do this um, you can contact me, inval at delicious experiences.com. We are on Instagram at delicious experiences. Um, we're on Facebook at delicious underscore XP. And what else? And for anybody, by the way, once things open up and you're coming to Israel, deliciousisrael.com, we have really, really delicious um photos on our Instagram. At uh, deliciousisrael.com nice. <laughs> I feel like I'm just naming a lot of things oh my Facebook sorry Facebook is delicious XP uh, one word
1: nice oh so, thank you so much Imbala. it's been a real pleasure to have you on thank
2: you thank you for having me and let me know when you get your dictionary started I'll see if I can come up with it and
0: <laughs> you will be my first Joy- consultant <laughs> <laughs> ah, chat well, soon.
2: Don't, don't, don't make it a marketplace <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> bye Bye. Bye. Have a great
1: day. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. And we're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current US gender-based pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast will get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just use the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.